0: Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, September twenty fifth, 2022, and released on Sunday, October sixteenth, twenty 2022. This week's message is titled, Walking with God, and the scripture reference is Genesis, chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon.
1: Today we're talking about walking with God. And if you like to take notes on scriptures, I have a lot of scriptures today. You can read them when you get home if you like. Walking with God in Genesis chapter 5 and verses 22 through 24. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. 300 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come to you in prayer at this time, thanking you for the blessings in life. Lord, we pray that the message will give us a a (laughs) message of hope. In your precious name I pray, amen. Okay, what a wonderful story we have in our text today. Enoch was a very, very special man. In God's eyes, Enoch was 65 years old after he had fathered Methuselah. We all know, a lot of people don't remember who Enoch is, but everybody knows Methuselah. He was the oldest man recorded in the Bible. Uh, Enoch walked in fellowship with God for 300 years after the birth of Methuselah and during this time Enoch fathered many sons and daughters I guess he would over a 300 year period and God and Enoch had a very special relationship Enoch lived a total of 365 years But he never experienced death. Enoch was taken to heaven with God. And very possibly, folks, they are still enjoying their fellowship today. It pays to walk with God. God wants us to walk with him. 1 John one three, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. This was the Apostle John writing this scripture. John had walked with Jesus for three and a half years while he ministered on earth. John witnessed the crucifixion of Jesus on Mount Calvary. John saw the resurrected Jesus many, many times. John was present when Jesus ascended into heaven, along with many of the people. And John was there at Pentecost when he received the Holy Ghost. And John knew what it was like to fellowship with God and Jesus Christ, God in man. John was telling us in this scripture, in 1 John, that as a Christian, we can have the same fellowship with God and Jesus just like he did. Can you imagine that? We can have that same fellowship that the Apostle John had, who was the one that Jesus called the disciple I love. What a blessing. And we need to cherish this right that God gives us. Then notice that we are yoked together with Jesus. In Matthew 11 verses oh, went too far. Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many times this scripture is used in funerals for Christians, and it is true, we will have eternal rest in heaven, folks. However, I feel like that Jesus was trying to tell us something totally different in these three verses. In pioneer America, a poor farmer, which most of them were, they had one horse or one mule to pull a plow. And unfortunately, that horse or mule didn't live that long because they worked so hard. The more wealthy farmer had two horses or mules to pull his plow. And the principle is, in farming, that if you have two animals yoked together, that means fastened together where they pull equally, that together they were stronger, could work much longer, and live a longer, productive life being the farm animal it can be very hard work folks being a christian and doing the work that we need to do the scripture is jesus telling us that he wants to be yoked with us picture that in your mind folks jesus wants you to be yoked together with him because in that case Yoked together with Jesus, you will find that your workload for the Lord will feel light. It's like when I become your pastor. Oh my goodness, I'd been an associate for 40 years. I'd worked myself to death as an associate because anything the pastor didn't want to do, I did. Hunt him, where are you? <laughs> but. Since I've become your pastor, it's been like a vacation for six years or more. So I am so thankful because being yoked with Jesus, he makes the workload lighter. Now the conditions for a walk with our Lord. First of all, Jesus wants to be sure and know that you are acquainted with him. In Job 22, 21, It says, Acquaint now thyself with him, and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. This verse tells us volumes on how we should build a relationship with our Lord. First, you must get to know Jesus. And that happens when you ask Jesus into your heart. To be your savior. You become acquainted with Jesus at that time. Next. A Christian needs to do some things. So your relationship with Jesus grows. More precious. And close. We need to be faithful to attend church. Bible study. 51 in Sunday school today. That was a good, good. Report because you only grow in the Lord when you're studying God's Word. You've got to. Why? We pray and talk to God. God has His holy Word for Him to talk to us. Okay? If you're faithful, you will grow closer with Jesus and you will have this special peace in your life knowing you're headed to the right direction in your life. And as you walk with God, blessings will come your way that God promises. I don't believe like some of these preachers on TV that says send me $100 and I can guarantee you your money's going on a quadruple within the next month. Uh, I don't believe in that kind of get-rich-quick schemes that these preachers on TV have. But I do believe that God will prosper those that are faithful to Him. And He will be in turn be faithful to you. So it, there is promises there. Then we need to be, if we're going to walk with Jesus, then we need to be a, in agreement with what he teaches. Doesn't that make sense to you? Amos 3.3 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? That's a fact, folks. The answer to this question is no. You can't walk together if you're not agreed. When a man and woman join in holy matrimony, a union takes place. And two distinct, different personalities join together to form one union. There has to be a lot of give and take by the husband. I oh know, husband and wife. <laughs> the end result is a couple will now agree on most subjects. Most, I said. <laughs> when we walk with God, there is no give and take, folks. God is right. Jesus is right. And we walk with Him agreeing with what Jesus teaches. Amen? As we grow spiritually and with knowledge, we will walk with God in agreement with his teachings. So how are we to walk with God? Well, I'm going to give you about seven things here. First of all, we have to walk with God by faith. Makes sense, doesn't it? second corinthians five seven says "For we walk by faith, not by sight, and as a Christian, we must have faith. It's first of all, it required faith to be saved and trusting in Jesus Christ for your eternal security as a believer. It requires faith believing this Bible from cover." to cover it requires faith accepting and believing all these miracles that are recorded in God's word and it requires faith believing all prophecy in the bible if god says it's going to happen it's going to happen you can take it to the bank folks faith very simply Is believing what you can never see or have never seen. And that's what's happened to many churches today. They've watered down their faith. They've watered it down. They try to please everybody in the auditorium. So they say, well this is the way the Bible records this miracle, but I have my doubts. No, no, no. If it's recorded in the Bible that way, that's exactly the way it happened. And that is important as a Christian that we believe that way. And then we have to, if we're going to walk with Jesus, we have to walk in the light. In the light. 1 John 1.7 seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Light and darkness have no communion, folks. They have, they are total opposite. Jesus is always in the light, which is the right. In the true way that we should live our life. So, if we want to walk with God, we've got to be in the light, folks. We must be in the light. We can have fellowship one with another because we are all walking in the light. We can love one another, which Jesus teaches throughout his teaching. We should love one another because we have the same faith. The same faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us and that we should love one another. And we can have fellowship with God too. Everyone in this room, including myself, we can have that personal fellowship with God. Then we should walk in the newness of life. Romans 6, four says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Another scripture tells us that when we are saved, that old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Some people do not believe that baptism is important. Well, the truth is, it is very important, folks. Baptism is one of two ordinances that we are given to follow in God's Word. We're going to observe the other one next Sunday when we take Holy Communion. And baptism is the other church ordinance. And why is it important? We folks are all part of Happy Valley Baptist Church. And we identify with a common thing, and that is baptism. Whether at another church prior to here or here, doesn't matter where, because we accept baptism everywhere, as long as it's by the biblical baptism of submersion. But that is part of our ordinances that as a church we're supposed to partake in. We all, since we are baptized and part of this church, we all should basically believe everything that we teach as long as it comes from God's Word. That's the important thing. I have my ideas. I'm sure you might have ideas but they come in second place to God's Word, whatever God's Word says. When you get baptized, it's like, and I've described this before to people, it's like putting on a jacket, and on the back of that jacket it says, I am a Christian, because that lets people know that you're following the Lord, that you're saved, It's like shooting a flare in the air that says, I am a Christian. There's many things that you can use as examples of being baptized, but it's something that we should follow. It's not a suggestion. It's an order. We need to be baptized once we believe. Therefore, you begin walking in newness of life once you are baptized. And in the spirit is another thing that must be done in order to walk with the lord galatians five sixteen says this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfil the lust of the flesh. This is really simple theology. I'll use an analogy here It's kind of dumb, maybe, but if your car is parked in the garage." you will not be in a wreck on the streets. Ain't that right? This analogy works for the Christian. If you are walking and fellowshipping with God, you will be avoiding sin in your life as much as possible. And most, then we're supposed to walk in love, Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. You know, most animal world, um, a a ewe uh, has a little lamb. That little lamb, unless the ewe, it's weird, that little lamb's going to follow that ewe everywhere. Wants to stay close to his mama. Uh, Same thing with A calf. The wild animals, deer, whatever, they all want to stay close to their parents. A child, most children will follow their mama and daddy. They don't want to get separated. If they're fooling around with something else and they see their mama and daddy got a little bit ahead of them, they take off running to catch up with them because they want to be with their mama and daddy. They do not want to be separated from the one that they love. We should follow God the same way in love. Jesus gave his life on Calvary so that we might live eternally with him. The secret, the sacrifice of Jesus is as sweet as it gets, folks. Then look a couple verses over in verse 15 and 16 of chapter 5 in Ephesians see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil so the the next thing in walking with God is to live a life circumspectly that's one of them hard words for me to pronounce probably messed it up but don't laugh. We need, circumspectly means you live your life as wise and not as a fool. We need to make our time productive. We live in a very evil world. There's We also only live a short time on this earth. Used to be 70, now who knows. Up in the 80s and stuff. We only have a limited time to do God's work that he gives us to do. So using a farming phrase, Shirley and Bobby Joe and y'all, we need to make hay while the sun shines. You know, Worst thing that can happen to a farmer is cut their hay, got it all raked up, ready to bale, and here comes a big rain. So all they can do then is bale it and sell it as cheap as they can. Uh, You want to walk with God? Be wise and be prudent. With your time here on earth. Then finally, we need to walk worthily with our Lord and Savior. Ephesians four one tells us, Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. When you accept Christ. As your Savior, you become this new creature or a new creation, however you want to say it. Another scripture calls Christians peculiar. And I can see where that fits. We are supposed to be different from the world, folks. If you want to walk with God, do it worthily of your calling. Whatever that is. Enoch was such a great man of God. Wouldn't it be great if every one of us, God just took us? If the rapture occurs, that's going to happen. You know it? We will be taken and meet the Lord in the air. Amen? Truthfully, it is our reasonable service to our Lord to walk closely with him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer at this time. We ask that you bless this message, Father. If you touched any heart, if anybody needs to join our church, anybody needs to follow you in baptism, uh, or, or if somebody here does not know you as their Savior, this would be the time for them to come. And let us Show them in God's Word how they, too, can have the assurances that we have as Christians. In your precious name I pray, amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior and would like to talk with someone, we would love to talk with you. We are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area at 4103 West Texas Street. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We also have a Wednesday night Bible study that meets at 6 p.m. We encourage you to get connected to a local church in your community and get involved in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com hvbcnm. That is facebook.com hvbcnm as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. Thank you and God bless.